<clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Peculiar Pumpkins podcast. I'm Pam. And I'm Kelly. And we are your purveyors of all things macabre and peculiar. Today we are joined by my husband, Joe. Ew. Uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for all of your support on the podcast so far. Uh, you know, every listen, follow, share means so much to us. Um, but I, I'm not sure if everyone saw. I had posted on our Instagram that the statue of Princess Tuscawanta has been finished. Yeah. So if you find yourself in Ronkonkoma, you can check out this 32-foot beauty. It's huge. It looks so good, though. I really want to take a look at it. I didn't even know they were going to put, like, a gloss over it. Oh. So fine. I feel like the pictures didn't really do it justice. So that's super cool. I haven't seen it in person yet. All right. Well. avoiding my mom. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Okay, so this week we are going to be talking about Kings Park Psychiatric Center. Um, So it is in Kings Park, Long Island. Um, So if you grew up on Long Island and you were at all a mischievous teenager, (laughs) young adult, you've probably been there. Um, I actually have never been there, so that's pretty funny. Uh, Also, my daughter is here watching Coco Melon, so if you hear Coco Melon and or her, that's why. Um, but yeah, I've actually never been there. I know that Joe and Kelly both have been there. Um, but that's okay. Um. It's not that amazing, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm gonna start kind of with the history of it first. Um. So, it was built in 1885. Um, It had 55 patients to start. So, originally it was an extension of the Brooklyn County Hospital because they were very overcrowded. Um, And it was set up originally to be sort of like a farm colony asylum, which meant that the patients there would go and they would do like farm-related activities as their Mm -hmm. therapy. Um, And then they also had like their own, the train that came right there so that they could like get stuff they literally like um did like all kinds of things which is pretty interesting um so for the first 10 years they called it the king's county asylum and then in 1895 it was suffering from overcrowding so new york state stepped in and they renamed it king's park state hospital Um, And eventually it became a self-sufficient community. They grew their own food, they produced their own heat and electricity, and they had the train run right to it. Um, It was actually, like, really good for the economy. Oh, was it? Yeah. (laughs) This was, like, super interesting. Um, By 1900, the hospital housed 2,697 patients and 454 staff. They had all the staff, like, living on the grounds. Um, there were more people than the town of Smithtown at the time. So Smithtown <laughs> is the next town over. And yeah, there were more Smithtown's people. pretty big too. Yeah, well, I guess at the time in oh, 1900, true. but still. Um, in the 1930s, they began lots of expansion. Um, eventually there were 150 buildings on the grounds. Um, and they had different wards, obviously. Um, they had ones for veterans, for geriatric and ambulatory patients, and then schizophrenic patients. Um, they constructed Building 93, which is, if you've ever seen pictures or been there, it's like the really tall building. It's mm-hmm. 13 stories. That was the infirmary for the geriatric and chronic physical ailments, people with chronic physical ailments. Uh, after World War II, the population grew so much, so by 1954, there were 9,303 patients. So, 
That's crazy. That's a lot. In 50 years, they got... Is that, like, families included, or you don't know? I don't think so. Oh, shit. Um, Just, like, patients? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so by this time, like, the farming aspect of it had just been replaced with frontal lobotomies and electroshock therapy. <laughs> um, so kind of what I feel like you imagine, like, a Yeah, I, a, I was asylum. wondering when the... Because I remember hearing that they did experiments on people there. So. Yeah, I, like, I, of course, I, like, couldn't find a lot about that, which I'm sure they try to Cover hide it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but in 1955, um, Thorazine became the first widely used drug for the treatment of mental illness so that's what replaced like electroshock therapy and lobotomies um and it made it so that patients could live outside the asylum they could like you know reassimilate into society so then the populations in the asylum diminished a lot of people were were able to leave um so by the early 1990s only the first few floors of building 93 were used um and then in 1996, uh, the hospital officially closed, and all the patients there were transferred to Pilgrim State, which is another uh, psychiatric hospital on Long Island. So, I don't know if you guys know anything else about the history at all. I don't know. See, I heard, which apparently now is a rumor, that they closed it down, and then everyone just had to figure it out for themselves. And that's why so many weird people live there. Well, I remember hearing that about Pilgrim State that because like they only I think they only have like one building still open there. So when they closed all the other buildings, they literally just dropped all the people off in Bayshore. <laughs> and that's why there were so many homeless people. Oh my god. But, I mean, I I thought that original rumor was true just because um I used to deliver for Domino's in that area and a lot of those people were weird as fuck. Like they would, like, text me after. Like, sometimes you have to, like, text oh, them, yeah. like, I'm here. And they'll start texting me random shit about themselves. And I'm like, what is You're this? Like, no thanks. <laughs> is this a dating site or did I drop off pizza? Oh, God. Um. <laughs> you have anything to add, Joe? History-wise. Um, not necessarily for King's Park, but a fun fact for... The time in history in which it was built during the Speak loud during the late nineteenth century, there was something called asylum tourism, where uh, you know well-to-do people would travel the country and they would like visit different insane asylums due that to is the so fucked up, but cool. architecture and like ornate grounds. That's kind of uh, yeah, there were like beautiful a freak places. Show kind of thing. No, I mean not necessarily. They were just beautiful places, so people. Oh, wanted the, to, I thought you were saying like they them. went to go see the crazy. Yeah, they're like pointing and being like. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. I imagine it as like um, Shutter Island when he gets there, and there's like all the people are just like outside of the buildings, and they're all I don't just even like remember Shutter Island. I don't. We know watched why. it pretty recently, so that's why I remember. <laughs> but that's a movie that's crazy. Um. So now it's less than 30 buildings remain, or I don't know if that was, like, in the 1990s, because I know they've, like, knocked a lot of the buildings down now. Yeah, they're, um, they're falling apart pretty hardcore. Yeah, it's, like, super dilapidated there. Um, there are three active group homes that are located on the old grounds, but they're run by Pilgrim State now, which is pretty interesting. Um, and part of the, the grounds are part of the Nisiquag River State Park. It's like a protected part of it, so okay. nothing can ever be done there. So it's really interesting. Um, yeah, that's where you could, could kayak, right? Pro, yeah, in the Nisiquag River, yeah. And you can actually drive, bike, 
or walk through parts of <laughs> King's Park. Oh, sure. Um, but it is very illegal to enter the buildings, um, though tons and tons <laughs> of people do it anyway. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you've ever seen pictures, or I'm going to post some pictures on our Instagram, it is covered with graffiti. It is just, like, completely all destroyed. A lot of homeless people sleep there, too. Yes. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I know that I don't know. it was very common. I mean, I like I was telling you guys before, like, even now, last this past Halloween, they said, I saw articles saying they were, like, amping up the police presence there. So, I mean, it's like, you know, urban exploring. That's what they call it, right? People yeah. do that. There's not a lot of abandoned shit that's see all about Island, so. Yeah. Um... So, when it was functioning, people could be committed to Kings Park for homelessness, orphanage, orphanage, yeah, that's the word, or if they were immigrants who couldn't assimilate. So, literally, you're not even mentally ill, and they're just like, well, you're a menace to society in some way, get in there. Um, So, I actually saw this article, um, I'm going to put all, like, the things I read, but this woman named Lucy Weiner... In the 1960s, she was a patient, and she was housed in Building 21. Um, they were allowed one shower per week, and the stalls had no doors. Okay. And this is a quote from her. She said, the day room was filled with the bodies of drugged women. It was the violent ward, but it was the quietest place on earth. Damn. Which sounds so horrible. <laughs> Um, and apparently the attendants would beat the patients. They would asphyxiate them with pillowcases so that there was, like, no evidence of how they were killed. Yeah. Um, they would be put in straight jackets and like hooked to a hook on the window and then the window would be open. So they'd just like ha- be hanging there as punishment. Uh, Cause it was like this one man, I forget his name, but he was saying he was so small that he could get out of the straight jacket. And so then like as punishment, they did this to him. Holy shit. Um, I hear that so often lately, just like stories on how like, I don't know. I think I was listening to a podcast about, like, the first prison kind of ever built. And at first, like, the community was so nice and, like, everybody treated each other with respect. Like, even the um, prison people. And then, yeah, I don't know. Abuse of power always happens everywhere. Yep. You know how, you know, there's the whole, like, you have the the black and white striped suit and you have the ball and chain. Uh So that was real at one point. And ironically it kind of backfired because it made the inmates fucking strong as hell yeah they're also like making for like physical labor them. like fucking with Maybe like that's a pickaxe came about oh my god it's like they were like Let's carl train our children <laughs> yeah oh my god um so there's also tunnels underneath the buildings which is really interesting i like briefly saw someone's tiktok where he was like coming out of one of the tunnels and i was like i don't really want to know about this but i think one time i entered through a bottom part well wait once i know joe has a lot he wants to say but we'll let him let him get there (laughs) but um apparently the tunnels and the buildings are full of asbestos and uh, I saw one article that said that the renovation or just like the cleanup, not the renovation, they are not going to renovate the buildings. They're too gone. But to clean up and like, you know, like knock everything down and everything, it would be like $26 million. So they just decided we're not doing that. We're just going to let it rot. Yeah, which is really cool. That Great. sounds like a very conservative estimate. $26 million. Maybe it was more than that. I don't remember. If you want to put a, a B on that alien. Okay, maybe $26 billion. I don't sound. know. Is it billion? It was a lot. I mean, I mean millions is a lot of money to me. To knock something down? 
Well, because asbestos and stuff. Like, stuff leaks into the ground. So and... they would have to, like, do something to get that to not be a thing? I don't even Is know. Is that what the money's for? <laughs> like, asbestos abatement and, like, people who deal with asbestos. Like, that's a trade of its own. It's its, mm-hmm. it's, its own fucking union. Like, if you live in... Why. If you live in New York, you know, I'm speaking for New York. Least, <laughs> you know, there's a whole union dedicated to that. It's its own line of work. It's not... You don't just... That's fucked. Yeah. We're going to take a break real quick. And we are back. Um, so now I kind of wanted to get more into like the, I guess, paranormal happening kind of things. Um, and then also we'll like Joe and Kelly can tell us their stories. And I have a couple stories from other people. But um, I couldn't find like, like obviously you find on websites people saying like, I went there with my mom in 2000. And I'm like, I don't really care. So, but, like, generally, people have said that they have seen apparitions, there's been disembodied screams, there's doors opening and closing on their own, rattling of change, Joe's shaking his head no. I heard people. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but <laughs> apparently, too, I don't know, I saw this in an article, there's a bar, like, like right off the grounds called D.S. Shanahan's, and they say that there's a female apparition there, and she'll just be, like, sitting at the bar, and then she just leaves so i guess they think it's connected i don't know um and then i just like saw random random people's like experiences and a lot of people were saying that building 15 is where they've had like really bad experiences or bad feelings and that was the male violent ward and then building number 40 a lot of people said they felt really good because that used to be a daycare for like the employees kids so it's pretty interesting um let me let me share real quick the stories that uh, I was told I was able to share, and then I'll let you guys tell us yours. Um, okay, so someone and their husband were walking around at Kings Park, and they went to Building 93. They snuck in a hole in the fence, and they went first, and then their husband went behind them. Uh, their husband was using an ovalist device, which speaks words. So the second he stepped through the hole in the fence, the device said, clear as day, his name, Daniel. Once we heard that, we left. And after that, we walked over to another building, formerly used for laundry. And we were right outside the building, and we heard a woman scream. We searched the whole building, and nobody was around. Why would you search? Right? I would be like, I'm gone. Sorry. (laughs) Nope. That's, like, every story I've ever heard from people I'm friends with. They're like, oh, we, like, we thought we saw someone on this floor. I'm like, I would have left. That's why I'm not with you. But now that she's saying the fence thing, before I went through, I thought I went through a tunnel, I definitely went through that fence. Okay. Um, Okay, and then someone else said they distinctly remember going into the children's ward with some friends, one of whom can see spirits and communicate with them. They came across a shit ton of patient records, files, some detailing escaped patients, and as they're reading them out loud... Their friend said, we need to leave right now. She's not happy with us. And she said that there was a tormented spirit of a child hurting her since we got, since they got there. At first, I thought, oh, I'm like reading it as if I'm this person. At first, they thought their friend was messing with them. But then they felt a really dark energy suddenly in there too. And then the way their friend was acting once they got out proved to her that she wasn't making it up. So they've just never gone in the children's ward after that. And I don't blame you. Um... Yeah, so do you guys want to share your experiences? Me? You? Ah, hit, hit it. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. So 
the only memory I really have, I think I've been there a couple times, but the one that something weird happened was I was with, I probably shouldn't say their names because we're yeah. not friends anymore, but yeah, not. I was with three other people and we went into that building with the fence and I, all I remember is hearing someone, like a, a man say hello and we like looked around the corner. We didn't go looking for anybody and we didn't see anyone, but we kind of just chalked it up like homeless guy. I don't know. Yeah. We're like in his house. Uh, and then as we were leaving, we were like hanging outside of the building for a bit and we were smoking and we just randomly heard like metal hit the ground and then it sounded like it was dragging and then we all bolted and left. And I, someone, so I like looked on like a Facebook group to try to see other people's experiences and stuff. And one of the people in there was a guy, I guess that worked there in like the Mm seventies. So interesting, but, um, People go there all the time, like, repetitively. <laughs> but a lot of people were saying, yeah, things, like, where it sounds like something's slamming into, like, a gate or metal or something. Yeah. But then it sounded like someone was, like, dragging something metal, like, in our direction. And we couldn't see anyone, but it sounded like it was literally should have been right in front of us. And we just bolted. Nope. Goldie wants to tell her story, too. No, she's <laughs> never been there. She will never go there. Joe? I've heard a few stories, like, over the years. I've also been there a few times. Um, I know, I used to work with a guy who was, like, you know, he used to, he used to be addicted to heroin. And <laughs> nice. That was the kind of people that do enjoy going there. Uh, yeah, he used to, he said he used to like to go there and uh, try to rip copper pipes out of the wall. It's so, <laughs> <laughs> solid for heroin. Nice. So it's probably not a ghost you hear. It's probably a junkie fucking yeah. dragging copper I mean, piping down the hallway yeah. so you can get high. Yeah. That's a pretty solid. It's just saying. Line up to that. I know, like. Um, I mean, we were also high as fuck. So anything we heard, we were been scared. You also gotta remember, like, people go there to like fucking smash windows and to just be kids. So like, a lot of times <laughs> these places aren't shielded from the elements. Like, shit starts to break down. You know, it's. It's 1996 yeah. when these close. There's absolutely no upkeep. Mm. It's what 2010, probably. But, you yeah. know, like yeah, those you kind of been around for a long time. So it's it's been kind of a you know it's been a while. Like shit starts to break down. So like what you can hear is just the sound of wind and don't ruin the spook for me bro i was haunted i mean like yeah it's it's not that like i mean i definitely believe in ghosts so that's like you're not gonna sway me anyway i've never been there but i still believe it's haunted but even if like it's not haunted it's like there's obviously bad energy people are being lobotomized and fucking like killed because they were just present day there's junkies and homeless people they're just like ready to yeah Junkies are way scarier than ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> By fuck. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I know, like, when I was in high school, like, our friend group, speaking of uh, Pam and myself, had a very... Kelly's, yeah, we had a very Kelly's sim- friends with them also, but not, spiritually. not from high school. For me, but... <laughs> we were, uh, we, we would go and, like, you know, unnecessarily <laughs> large <laughs> groups... <laughs> and everybody was just like, yeah, and like so, asking to get caught. You know, everybody was trying to really seek something paranormal out. And you hear a noise, you're like, oh my god, what was that? Like, yeah, that's a that's a fucking tree. Like, no, fuck off. There's tons of them. <laughs> they're they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like the one story like I heard, it has nothing to do with paranormal, and I'm not gonna tell it because like it's very fucked up, but. 
I mean, like, the people what? we were friends with who would go there, because it's, like, super legal thing. It oh. has nothing to do with me, so, but, um. The, the pipe bomb? The pipe bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A pipe bomb is involved. Um, it, it didn't get set off. Don't worry. Did it? It did. It did. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's just pretend this isn't Also happening. scarier than ghosts, domestic terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> At King's Park Psychiatric Center. Um, yeah, I mean, there was one time I went um, to, there's like a part of like Sunken Meadow where it's like, I think it's like right on the edge of King's Park too, and there's like a cemetery that's just like in the woods. Were you there? At Sunken Meadow, right? Yeah. It was me. I can't say these people's names. Oh, yeah. It was me, and you, we and were... two other people. Two other people. A guy and a girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We I were... have gone to that Sunken Meadow place a lot. Yeah, actually. we were like, yeah. no, not in the woods. Oh, okay, okay. No, it was like a cemetery, and it was just like literally <gasps> yeah, forgotten cemetery. About. And it was like, I felt really oh, creeped out there. Holy shit. That we was were in there in the memory. night. But yeah, Sunken Meadow, I mean, it's like literally right next to it. I don't know if they... If that has any haunted stories, Sunken Meadow? I remember the one person we were with was obsessed with lurking, looking for this one person's grave. That Probably. It was like... I think it said peanut in it, but my memory is... Peanut! <laughs> um, no, yeah, but the time. Were you there at the time at Sunken Meadow? Which one? With the fire? Yeah, and then we threw the... <laughs> I didn't, but uh, the... Spray cans in it? Yeah, somebody yeah. threw a spray paint can into the fire. We, I got in trouble by the cops because we, me and like two other people had cars. Oh, yeah. And we had to go and everybody else got to leave. No, it was at us the same time. That time, there was a time where I was leaving with someone and all of a sudden we're like walking down this path. It's like covered in ice. It's winter. We were just having a fire, but we're like, we're going to leave. And people start walking towards us, like mm-hmm. people we don't know. And they're just casually like, oh, yeah, the cops are coming. Yeah. And we're like, what do you mean? So, like, the person I'm with is like, okay, so we're just going to turn around and walk back. And I'm like, okay. And then people, more people come from behind us, but they're running. And I'm like, no. And the person I'm with is like, okay, we have to run. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's literally ice. And the path is, like, on the edge of the bluffs, like, and we had to hide in the woods for hours. So. Also, fuck those people. Yeah. Are they the ones you called? <laughs> I don't know. No. I Who don't knows? But, it. yeah, I... Apparently, we don't have really any paranormal stories, so... <laughs> oh, I mean, my, my roommate's paranormal uh, story was... Yeah. Uh, he said it in better detail, and I don't have a great memory, but pretty much he was with his friends, and they were smoking in the car in the parking lot or whatever, and some car had pulled up, and a guy came out, and he was like, you guys gotta get the fuck out of here, and he was yelling at them, and they, like, turned to get their, like, shit together or whatever, and they turned back around, and he was just completely gone, so... I have, like, a similar story to that but about pilgrim state but i feel like maybe we'll cover that do you think we have to do a whole separate pilgrim state episode okay i I mean i feel like pilgrim state has like essentially the same history as king's park but (laughs) um there's still a building there that's still open correct Mm -hmm. one oh one yeah i have a family member who stayed there it's pretty pretty nice over there i feel like i knew somebody that worked there too I had a professor actually at Suffolk, and he worked there sometimes too, like as a psychiatrist. Yeah, he was my or psych- psychologist. No, <laughs> he was he was my psychology <laughs> teacher. He was the guy banging on stuff. And to yeah, he like he was it. saying like there was crazy stuff still, craziness. And I'm like, oh boy. But one time I went there. I never went in any of the buildings, but I went there one time. We were driving down one of the roads, and first of all, 
I don't know if this is still a thing or if it even was a thing at the time. Mm. Do they let the patients just like walk around? Yeah, probably. Do you know? Maybe. I don't know. I could be thinking of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's wrong. I don't know. But I swear we just like saw people around that like were patients. But we were driving down the road. It wasn't even nighttime. And I swear, trigger warning, I saw a dead dog on the side of the road. And I was like traumatized. And like we drove around like because it's like very like winding maze roads kind of over there. And then when we came back to the same spot, it was gone. Mm. So that was weird. But also we like pulled Fucking up. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. Ghost dead We dog. pulled up. Well, remember in that other one in the um, Sweet Hollow Road? They're talking about a dog. Yeah. Demon dog. But he was alive. Demon dog. <laughs> no, it wasn't alive. That was a well, demon. Well, still. Um, but uh, we pulled like near one of the buildings that's like close to. Is it Costco? It's like the back of Costco. Whatever. I don't know. If, you, if you're from here, you know what I'm talking about. But um, there, we're like sitting there and already feeling uncomfortable. It was like similar to like Sweet Hollow Road where I was with like my friends at the time and her older brother and his friends. And then a cinder block was like blocking the car from like for us to turn around. So they were like, someone has to get out and move it. And this one person I was friends with got out. And as soon as she got out, we all locked the doors because I was like, I'm not fucking around with this. And we were just, like, she, like, got out and, like, something scared her. But I was very scared. I didn't even see anything, but I was scared. locked her out. No, for just a second. Like, as soon as she was ready to get back in, we'd let her in. But, uh, okay. But back to Kings Park. Um, I saw a couple different, like, uh, films and books. I didn't see them, but they seemed very interesting. That woman I was speaking about before, Lucy Weiner, has a film called King's Park, Stories from an American Mental Institution, which I would really like to watch since she was a patient there. That's very oh, interesting. Um, then there is a book by John Lazaro, The Wall Still Talk, A Photographic Journey Through King's Park Psychiatric Center. And then there's title. two documentaries that I like saw online. One's on YouTube. It's called King's Park, The Abandoned City. And the other is called Project Senium. I think they have like their own website. Um, I think it's kind of like a, more of like a film documentary type, maybe with like a drone or, you know, but they go in the building. So if like you're interested in that and you don't actually want to go there, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I know, I remember I was walking around there one day and I like walked into a room and found a random piece of paper. And it just said, wherever you go, there you are. Mm. It was D- Dr. Irwin Corey. And I remember looking into it, and Irwin Corey is, he's like an actor. <laughs> like not, not even a doctor. Nice. <laughs> Wait, is that like a role? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about Irwin Corey. But well, I know I that's like a, up, but... that's kind of like a, a phrase you use, or like a saying you use like. Yeah, someone said that to me once when I was young, and I was like, I'm going to just leave all this and move to somewhere, and then they yeah, said that to me, and I was like, okay, like, wait, it ruined my buzz. That's, that's where that applies. <laughs> the change must come from within, not your surroundings kind of so thing. I guess that you makes start sense. with the surroundings if you feel like it, guys. Yeah, it makes sense for a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I think what trips me out the most about just... <laughs> psychiatric medicine and just like how we treat the mentally ill like into the 20th century where there were like profound leaps in modern medicine like mortality <laughs> rates plummet like modern life as we know it 
And we're still, like, fucking... Yeah, we're going to electrocute the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if that helps. That sounds like a good idea. We're going to take a drill and we're going to scramble the crazy. I mean, people just feel like it's they can experiment on the mentally ill because what are they going to say about it? More I crazy mean, shit? Or not I mean, only... better than, like, going back to the eugenics movement, which, like, took off in the United States. People like to attribute <laughs> eugenics to the Nazis, but the Nazis got it from us. Like, Wait, what's the eugenics movement? Is that, like, the whole, um... Uh, selective breeding. That's what we call it. Whoa, what do you mean? Like, well, we can get into it not on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's like a podcast in its own. I don't know Just, if I want to do an episode on something like that, but you should. I would love to be a part of that episode. Okay. that's good stuff. Joe's coming back for another episode on um, eugenics. Oh, but yeah, also like if they're having if people in the asylum are also just like also orphans or like homeless people, they're assumed nobody that nobody gives a them. fuck yeah. about them. Like, there's yeah. nobody for they them, no so representation it's the same way that, like, voice. killers always kill sex workers, because they think mm. that, like, nobody cares about them. They're, yeah. like, out, outlaw, outlaws, outliers of society. Yes, yeah, serial killers. Start killing fucking aristocrats. Yeah, That's eat what, the rich. I was gonna say something, but I'm like, my mom already said about another episode, she's like, you know, people are gonna get upset because you said this, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, so I'm not gonna say anything. But, um, that being said... Uh, I just want to say that, um, obviously talking about all this, uh, we are incredibly pro mental health and wellness. So, uh, obviously if you have, um, anything that's weighing on you, you need anyone to talk to, we're always here for you, but also like, it's okay to get help. Um, there are like so many different resources. I do it. Um, yeah. Therapy. Start farming. Well, not twice a week. Every other we week. Start farming. It might Hard help. labor. Hard. No, fuck labor. Don't let anyone ever make you feel Sorry. bad if you need to go to therapy or take medication or. You gotta till the fucking fields. You gotta, yeah. That's a total, <laughs> you totally fine soda, way. No, <laughs> yeah. um, don't do it. But yeah, I, I guess that is everything on our episode about King's Park, which is perfect because Goldie is about to while out. Uh, so uh, that way, I don't know why I said that. Um, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Uh, follow our Instagram, The Peculiar Pumpkins Podcast. Yeah. We got new art. Yeah, we did. Oh, shit. Yeah. We got new, uh, like, our... What is it called? Logo? Yeah, like our logo art um, by at Fart Dumps on Instagram. <laughs> it's so cool. Check it out. Um, but yeah, follow other great us. great art, too. Um, you can follow me at Ghoulish Mother. I'm at Old Bat Milk. Joe doesn't really use Instagram, so, you know, don't, don't follow, follow him. him. Um, but yeah, I guess that is it for now. Um, once we figure out what, what our next episode is going to be on, we will post about it, so if you have any stories re- related to it, you can share with us. But uh, also, if you have any related to Kings Park Psychiatric Center, please feel free to send us a message. Um, but for now, please stay spooky. Happy hauntings! <laughs>